Oh, child. who's it gonna be? Say it. Who? Say it. Bo Bonos. Bo Jackson. <laughs> no, a latte. I said a latte. No. No, that's a cappuccino. A latte is. Dead ferret. Give me what I want. Welcome back to New Rockstars. This is our reaction to The Mandalorian Season 2, Episode 3, Chapter 11, The Harris, or The Heiress. The episode where all of the relatives of Davy Jones from Pirates of the Caribbean get mercilessly killed and where Starbuck holds a knife to Bosch's throat. So this is WookieLeaks, our Mandalorian after show that dives deep into the Disney Plus series with all of the skill and expertise of an Imperial Stormtrooper. Pew, 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 pew. I'm Tommy Bechtold. Eric's out this week, so please welcome our friend, my father, Philip Molina. Philip, how the hell are you? I was told I'd be co-hosting with Eric Moss. <laughs> Too bad. Too bad. Instead, you get my heavy microphone breathing. <sighs> you, it doesn't make it better that you call it out. <laughs> it doesn't? You don't think no. you, you think the online trolls won't there were, stop? There were people who don't notice until now. That's all they'll be able to hear. This is, this is oh. what you'll hear every time Philip's making a point. Uh, I yes. wish that uh, when you file a restraining order, it applied to digital distance as well. <laughs> no, no matter how far apart, I'm always near <laughs> your heart. And we right. are here every Friday with these after shows. Tomorrow, Eric will be back with his separate in-depth Easter egg breakdown of this episode, shot by shot, for all the hidden visual details. He's got so much to work with this episode. He does. There's a lot There's in this There's so one. much. I'm jealous. It's uh, yeah. God, I wish I could be there with him, but I can't. I'll be home. Washing my tights. And before we recap the episode, a reminder that you can purchase our custom This Is The Way shirt from New Rockstar's new official merch store. Philip is wearing his. Damn, I like it in red. These are a limited yeah. release and we're selling sold out Sold out in red. It's sold totally out. Sold out <laughs> okay, sorry. Sold out in red, sold out in white. Only available in black. Not even that many left. Well, that's the way I would prefer it. In black. Always bet on black. So get on this fast because when you buy the Mando shirt for a few more bucks, you can also write in a custom shout out, hot take, theory, question, whatever. That will appear beneath us in these Wookie Leaks episodes. Look, you can see them below. Check it out. I got some here. Let's see. Uh, Catherine Howell wants to uh, say happy birthday to Derek mm. from Katie and Nora and Desmond. It's also Tristan's birthday. Happy birthday, Tristan. This is the way from Matthew. Yes. Uh, I got one here. What do you think of this, uh, Tommy? Old man Palpatine and a tight 75-year-old Steve Rogers, and I'm a happy man, Tito. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we're halfway to a remake of Lemon Party right there. I, I, oh, no. <laughs> do not look that up. Moving on. Shout out to Spencer Chadwick's dad, whom he's buying this shirt for. Phil Chadwick, he's the world's best dad. Aww. Lucky for Spencer, yeah. That's, uh, that's Beth has a question for us beth mikowski uh hi wiki leaks um this is a question for eric but he's not here to both of our chagrin uh the wait for a baby yoda name reveal is real ent what name would you give to the child Ooh, i would say uh for me i would name him tommy jr <laughs> yeah yeah weird i was gonna say tommy senior <laughs> <laughs> well, he's, he's older than you. He is yeah. weirdly older than me. Uh, yeah, but I, 
I, I don't let that phase me. Age ain't nothing but a number when it comes to my kids. Yeah. Uh, the, the only thing is it has to start with a Y, right? So Yami. Yami Junior. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> That's how my mom would uh, uh, reference you. Uh, how's Yami Junior? <laughs> He's doing good. Doing good. Yeah. Uh, Oliver Van Voorhees uh, thinks it might be a bit controversial, but they should find a good way to kill off Ahsoka. It's her time. Oh, wow. Oh, she hasn't even been she's on the only, show She's yet. been mentioned in name only. Wow. <laughs> what if they cast her just to like show her in a coffin? <laughs> just Rosario Dawson. Uh, it's a great coffin acting. I am I'm with that. I'm for that. That is uh in my uh, opinion the only right just, way for this to go down. And just two more Pam uh Pamela McElraith uh, says hi Adam, keep, wor- keep working hard, stay safe, enjoy the podcast. And Hamish, I'm just gonna say uh, uh Sudi was I'm sure it was a, a perfect boy. Uh, lots of love to Sudi. So just remember to go to newrockstarsmerch.com to check out all our great merch options i for one can't wait to get my hands on a hello i'm eric voss shirt but that's just me uh and and uh that's just the type of things i like speaking of what i like let's talk about what happened in this episode (laughs) yes i want to get my hands on the razor crest so we see the razor razor crest uh extremely damaged the mandalorian the child and frog lady are limping back to the estuary moon of trask even with the help of frog lady mando struggles to land the severely damaged razor crest and what did she help that much well, she looked, you hold this yeah, handle. I think she just kept worrying about the fact that her children were about to be consumed like uh, Barney Gumble at Moe's Bar and the Simpsons eating those pickled eggs. <laughs> yeah, I thought um, I when that moment I was like, oh, this is cool. They're going to have to co-pilot. And right. he goes, hold that thing. Yeah, yeah, As yeah. It, like something you can do with a rubber band. Right, right, right. And, and, <laughs> and also, she's like, put my eggs. And he's like, hold the handle. Couldn't, couldn't the child just force hold it down? Like, why are we not letting the child use the, the force? The child could do here? all of this. It yes. could just like land yeah, it. He could yeah. land, literally land the ship. Yeah. So, of course, the race crest right as it's about to come in for a rough landing just falls right into the water mando asks a trask dock worker if he can fix it to which he replies no i cannot but i might be able to make it fly so that's evidently worth a thousand credits see the sweater that he was wearing oh beautiful yeah he's like a new new england short man yeah i I, by the way i loved the like dock worker vibes in this entire episode like all yeah well and like just off the coast are pirates (laughs) but i was like it's like deadliest catch kind of uh, people which which is great. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, Eric's going to be annoyed that I'm going to reference this, but how cool was the ATAT there that it was like a crane? Yes. Like modified. Yes. Like Absolutely. From, you know, I'm sure that all this crap left over by the Empire has been, you know, repurposed. Yeah. And that's what's one of the most uh, enjoyable things about this show to me is that we're seeing kind of like in the way that The Walking Dead presents a world that is not the zombie apocalypse, but almost like what happens after the zombie yeah. apocalypse. This is showing right. us like this is what happened after the rebellion defeated the Empire. So we think. Uh, yeah, the right. fall of the Berlin, Berlin Wall. Times. Yes, Hasselhoff yes. is out there in uh, squid yeah. form uh, in a chunky Speaking New of, England sweater. Uh, uh, Hasselhoff, Squidman, uh, that sexy Frogman. We finally. Yo, that's <laughs> yeah. right. Reunited with her husband, uh, Lady Frog Lady is reunited with Frogman. Frogman thanks Mando, we assume, and directs him to a local <laughs> inn where he's told he'll find information about finding other Mandalorians. Which is, uh, you know, what he's been looking for. The child is finally served some food, which is uh, more of a a sashimi dish uh, that has not quite been killed yet. Uh, But Mando goes ahead and kills it. And then the child uh, tells him not to play with his food. Then the server. Yes. Oh, yeah. We get a couple of like alien 
uh, tributes. Feel, well, and this is all based on kind of some of the originals, so, like not quite Geiger, uh, but uh, McQuarr- uh, or the Macquarie Ma- stuff, or Macquarie yeah. is kind of referencing yeah, yeah. Geiger and whatnot. Uh, so the the server finds a man who can help Mando, a Quarren, who and the two set sail. But let me just say something. This happens in Star Wars a lot. When the person who says they're going to help you cackles evilly after they say they're going to help you, I can bring you to them. <laughs> Don't go anywhere with them. Don't follow yeah. them anywhere. Like, this should just be a trope for anyone in the do you, universe. Do you think at some point Mando's going to be like, am I in a game? Yeah. Why is there all these, like, every f***ing <laughs> quest yeah. has a side quest. I have yes. to go with this person to yes. go meet this person. Yes. It'll cost me 10 coin that I have to pay with my actual Xbox account. Right. <laughs> so, yeah, like, we should be getting his gamer tag for sure any week now. Yeah, uh, man. So, uh, so they're at, they're at sea, and they meet this giant sea mammal called a mama core. Shout out to your mama. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Then the core. That's flick. just like a nickname they gave it. Yes, that's your mama <laughs> core. What? Yeah, your mama core so fat. Uh, so anyway, <laughs> it's all a trap. The core flings the child into the water. The mama core gobbles him up whole, which we know is uh, not going to work. And uh, the child then shuts himself in the cradle right before he can be swallowed. Mando dives in after him, but that doesn't do much. And then the McQu- and then the core uh, they shut the gate on the door. And they start stabbing him. And I got to say, like, this was one of those things where I'm like, realistically, Mando should be dead. <laughs> this is like, yeah. I was like. I'll also say, is it, is it coming across to you at all that uh, John Favreau has like a fear of being eaten by a giant beast? Yes. I because think that's that- three episodes in a row. <laughs> yeah. Giant beast. Yeah. Eats. Yeah. The Mando, basically. Yes. Absolutely. Man. Also, also with those like toothy, kind of like circular mouths. Mouth. Yeah. yeah. I just. Yeah. Vagina dentata. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Shout out to the movie Tooth, uh, which uh, once you watch that movie, you you can never really have a healthy relationship again. I say, but no girl will ever be enough. That's not for me anyway. <laughs> I love pearly whites. Anyway, uh, right in the nick of time, the uh, three other Mandalorians show up. These are the Mandalorians he's been looking for. They rescue him and the child, and they kill all the Quarren. Uh, all of the all of the Davy Jones tribute creatures are, yeah, including are, some of them were actually captives that were like screaming, yeah. "Please don't shoot! I'm finally free!" And then yes. they, uh, they just get killed. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> but, okay, so the meeting with the Mandalorians takes a completely different turn than Mando expects, where they remove their helmets. This goes after uh, this is against all the rules that we've learned uh, about the Mandalorian religion. So this makes Mando very suspicious, and he asks them how they got their armor. Uh, this is where we then meet their leader, Bo-Katan, um, and uh, she reveals that she was not only born on Mandalore but also fought in the Purge. And the armor, she, I kind of wish, I kind of wish in that moment it had been like. You're not a Mandalorian. You say, bitch, I was born there. <laughs> yes. You fucking foundling yes. motherfucker. Yes. How dare you say I'm not a man. I, I led these people, right. son. Yeah. You're fucking, uh, what is it? Westboro Baptist Church ass. That's like, right. She came with receipts. Oh. Yeah. She's like, she's like, listen, yeah. you're, you're an extremist. Uh, so then the but army. She, she just like oh, held her tongue. Like, yes. Yeah. Very regal, okay. very maybe a sign yeah. of things to come. Uh, so then, uh, so then we find out the armor she's been sporting. She's had for three dead generations. Again, the receipts that we're talking about. She also reveals that Mando is a child of the Watch, which is a cult of religious zealots that broke away from Mandalorian society uh, with the goal of reestablishing the ancient way. Which reminded me of the kids that were adopted and then raised in like a very strict religion when I was in school, where it was like you didn't ask for this. You were adopted by really religious people, and now you're like, I just want to. You kiss a girl, but I can't until I'm 35. That's a religion, reminds, right? 
reminds me of when I had a big, I've already told the story before, but I had a big, big crush on a girl mm -hmm. and I put a lot of thought into getting her a birthday present and I made a big scene of it. Mm -hmm. And she was like, my people don't celebrate birthdays. Oh <laughs> like, no, Fuck. oh no. You're like, well, then I'll take that back. And yeah, exactly. Uh, I will wear the necklace that says Paola. <laughs> <laughs> and then you just sang her a song. Happy to you. Oh, happy, happy. day. <laughs> My my people do not have days. Yeah, we don't we don't Damn. recognize the concept of days. Uh, so let's see here. Okay, Mando is taken aback by this information and declares there's only one way, and promptly flies off. Bo Katan and her teammates, Koska Reeves, the legit boss, Sasha Banks for the WWE, Who was surprisingly not Sabine. No. And Axe Wolves, uh, Simon Cassinitas, then destroy the ship and fly away as well. By the way, shout out to the legit boss, Sasha Banks, only being able to have speaking lines when her helmet is on. <laughs> Every time that she took her helmet off, she just gave great looks. She just looked, uh, she did a lot Do of great things. you think that they're like ADR in it or something? I don't know. I, I, I think it maybe it was just the way the script worked out that like a lot of her lines were like action lines. Like, I got it. I'm going to do it right over there like you know which, which implied that they were like yeah. bat battle ready but i'd like love when you are uh, a click on a starcraft character right like, oh yeah <laughs> all right rocky let's get to it yeah <laughs> right yeah basically how i treat eric voss where i just i, I we click on him I click on him and he says something to me he goes uh Hi, the armor America. in this scene was actually from a comic book by chuck wendig in 2007 after he runs into trouble again at night in the harbor with the quarren's brother who's like why did you kill everyone in my uh species my race yeah, he, he needs to be rescued again by Bo-Katan and Co. Mando agrees to sit down with them for a drink. Bo-Katan tells him that Trask is a black market port where people are making money out of selling things plundered from Mandalore. Bo-Katan is trying to take back her home planet, which Mando believes is cursed. But Bo-Katan... Cur literally yeah, cursed. Literally cursed. But Bo-Katan tells him he shouldn't exactly trust what he's been told anymore about the Mandalore, and she needs the weapons and equipment to take it back. So Mando says that's not his mission, but he needs to find the Jedi so that he can hand the child over and stop babysitting and go back to what he does best, which I think is hanging out with Apollo Creed. Bo-Katan says she knows where one is, but first he has to help her with a mission of uh, of their of the other Mandalorians uh, uh, choosing, and that because is to the take- Because show's a video game. Exactly, because this 100%. show follows video game formats, which uh, yeah. uh, this in this case, they need to take on an Imperial Gozanti freighter. Which is a, is a uh, extended universe ship. Yeah, uh, I think the first time we've ever seen it in Star Wars. But it's it's like they're doing a lot of uh, world building from the extended universe in the show. Which yes, is pretty cool. I like that. They're kind of uh, they're kind of welcoming some things back in that were not mm -hmm. uh, that were declared not canon as kind of a safeguard when they when they announced the new trilogy. They were yeah. like, but now they're kind of slowly reabsorbing things back into the canon. And my favorite thing about the extended universe is that it. It like fills in a lot of holes, yes. where, which is my favorite thing about anything. Right. But it, um, hell yeah, it, like, <laughs> and and it fills them in with like rusty gunk, yeah, uh, which is great. And Love I love really do gunk. mean that actually, where it's like, you know, Star Wars is supposed to be. Uh, it, I always talk about Star Wars is the future as depicted from the United States 1970s, mm -hmm. where it's like like everything is is cables and yes. green grids and whatnot. Yes. But also that would imply then that like the whole universe is like in different stages of technology and stuff. Mm -hmm. And I think the extended universe has a lot of that. So this ship is a good example of like it's it's cool, but it's not like it's not a, a star destroyer and sleek or anything. Right, you know? right. There's so much of that in the in the EU. 
mm-hmm. in the European Union. The European. <laughs> it's time for a Brexit. <laughs> Rusty gunk. <laughs> so. So, uh, Mando then must leave the child in the care of the frog couple, which owe him big time. So, you know. Come, yeah, could you believe if, yeah. if they ate <laughs> Baby Yoda and they're like, <laughs> we knew what he was doing. Revenge. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So then Mando and the three Mandalorians, they make short work of the stormtroopers on board the, the freighter. Mando's able to display the courage and strength of his Beskor armor as he charges into a bunch of stormtroopers that have them pinned down at a moment of need. Shout out to Real Ke- quick. Yes. Uh, 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 just did you notice that they were like a little better at fighting than he is? Yeah, which totally makes sense. Yeah, they've, they've been at war for like decades and decades. Right. Uh, but it was just kind of funny where it was a little bit like, and me, yes, Mando. <laughs> like, it's like Chris, here I am, Christian Wiggs character with the little hands on SNL. It's like three normal people and then <laughs> yeah. <John>. and Mando, <laughs> little tiny guns. <laughs> pew, 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 pew. Uh, also, great cameo by uh, brilliant comedian Kevin Dorf as an imperial yes. uh, uh, commander of some sort uh, with great comedic timing. Uh, a great lighthearted moment when he <laughs> breathes a sigh of relief when the blaster doors close, <laughs> only to be have sucked. Have you worked up. with Kevin Dorf? I have. Yes. Uh, yeah, I've done, on IO. Yeah, I've improvised with him a bunch of times yeah. very nice man uh yeah very nice moff gideon uh appears via hologram to instruct the captain played by my one of my all-time favorites titus awesome. welliver to sacrifice him. Black. what a great he, yeah he's right he's from everything but yes. uh, of course Bosch's is where all our dads know yes. him from but uh, still man th- this guy's so awesome that i was a little disappointed with him not yeah. surviving the episode. I know, and I, I thought maybe there was a chance that he was going to make it out as a tech, like as a prisoner and then escape and we'd see him more, but, but then, then... Yeah, he accidentally swallowed a battery. <laughs> yeah. Damn it. I, and It'll he, get you. That's yeah. one of the leading ways to die in Star Wars. And, and that's a and that's a slippery slope because sometimes if you electrocute yourself, you get powers in, in science yeah. fiction and fantasy, and other times it's just uh, electric cyanide. So he sacrifices himself <laughs> for what he thinks is the greater good in order to prevent the weapons from falling into the Mandalorian's hands. But Mando and the others get there just in time to stop the uh, freighter from crashing into the water. Bo-Katan asks Mando to stay, but then he says he must continue on his mission. And as promised for his help, Bo-Katan tells him to find a Jedi called Ahsoka Tano in the city of Caladon on the forest planet of Corvus. Mando- These are all words that are like, in a D and D nerds yes. like uh, backstory, yeah. whatever. It's like check, I check, was banished check. from Caladon yeah. <laughs> uh, and have lived out my days in Corvus in hunt for the black saber. <laughs> I was raised but in actually, Caladon, but I became a man in the forest planet of Corvus. Yeah, we did get a dark saber uh, uh, reference there too, though. Yeah. Uh, that's a big question that I don't know if we yes, want to get into in a yes. minute. But just how she lost it in the first right. place. Right, and, yeah, and, and that was a great line by Titus Welliver. If you have, but if you're asking, then you. You know the answer uh, mm. that we know Moff Gideon now is in control of the Darksaber, which, of course, we learned in the season finale of last year. So Mando then collects the child back from the frog couple intact. Uh, the frog child or uh, the child and, and the eggs have another couple weird forcey moments where like a, a, a like twinkling music plays as he looks at the eggs. So it's like, what is really going on there? Or is, is it just the child is learning or seeing something magical or is there yeah, something more mystical? Tommy, it's not unusual like it is when you stare at eggs and twinkle yourself. This is when, you know, a child learns about the magic of life. Yeah, you're right. And the magic of life is wonderful. So it's twinkling yourself. That's right. I love to twinkle myself. <laughs> we'll talk about that during the ads. With the child, he then sets off for Corvus and is partially repaired, but still in really bad shape razor crest. Uh, fishnets. Yeah. It's it's like a, yeah, just a bunch of like tethers, uh, which 
Yeah, or maybe it will and- they're work. in the parts of the ship that weren't broken right <laughs> that was the exact part of the ship yeah. that didn't need anything right 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 <laughs> they didn't fix they fixed nothing and also like i don't know i just i feel like that the, it, he's got to get a new ship soon because it's going to be really frustrating yeah. to watch that thing that that's a big question right is is the razor crest even going to survive the next few episodes right right or will it be is there going to be some sort of uh coincidental meeting with like a brilliant mechanic who basically fixes the whole thing which could happen. oh which is an answer to a question that i have uh potentially but uh speaking of uh uh coincidental meanings yes can we get into the deeper meaning let's go deep episode? with them let's get deep mm-hmm. okay normally uh, uh boss has been doing this for, for you guys but it's very fun for me because i i can't help but watch these stories and kind of always wonder like I, i'm doing i've been doing so much writing lately mm. on my own scripts and you just know this is kind of a reminder to anyone who's subscribed or not subscribed to new Rockstars, uh why we do this um every writer that is writing at this level so someone like john favreau they are every single line in there has a purpose it's trying to communicate a deeper meaning mm-hmm. and i think that um this episode's all about just like doing what it takes to survive mm. including dying right but i'll, I'll get back to that in, in a second uh so I think it's it's you can see it illustrated right away at the opening images, which are always important in every freaking thing you ever watch. We get this shot of, of basically Waterworld, uh, which is one of the many kind of interstellar esque uh, moments that I kind of uh, I did this this episode, um, even some of the sound design. Mm. But we all know that like we have this great search for life on other planets in real life, and really what they do to search for that they always like slam a, a meteorite or something in, into a planet to see if the ice kicks up. Right, right. We're always we're always searching for water right right because where there is water there is life as mm. at least carbon-based life as we know it uh so but now like getting ultra specific to the plot here this water planet is the only hope of survival for the spawn of frog lady mm. um who i thought might be the heiress early on i was like she Ooh. could be the frog princess no. oh yes um yeah but she's not no. uh but this is the only hope of survival for her spawn and we've already seen what she's been willing to go through for the survival of her cold bloodline Mm -hmm. but whatever it takes right and then it's kind of like a cat backed into into a corner that's really the idea uh, that i'm just alluding to here in general when everything is on the line for your survival and you especially if you're the last of your kind or something you do whatever it takes Mm. so zooming out from the frog lady sorry tommy i I know that that's the one part of this you are obsessed with i mean it's the Um, part that turns me on the most yeah, we'll just focus on your drawings of her. Okay. <laughs> while I talk, yeah. Uh, so we know that this is really what this whole, whole series is about, right? Because Baby Yoda is possibly the last of his kind, and it may not have dawned on Mando yet, but it's dawned on us at least, that it's not a coincidence that in the search for Baby Yoda's kind, Mando has gone on a search for his own kind. Mm. He's worried that they might be extinct as well. They're having the same exact story. Mm. So it's a lot like the, like the Israelites or something right a lot of stories just throughout history when the going gets tough for an entire group of people they tend to adopt these very strict beliefs and creeds because it helps them go on Mm. um and we learned that in this episode that yeah turns out mando like we thought is you know a kimmy schmidt survivor of a cult Mm -hmm. but if it weren't for these beliefs maybe he wouldn't still be alive Mm. so we don't judge him too hard for being a weirdo right uh but he absolutely 
does judge the other Mandalorians yes. in this episode for not believing in his creed. Right. But here, here's the thing he has to come to realize, uh, and he does. Bo-Katan and her, her Night Owl group, they're just like him, right? They're the last of their kind, as far as they know, and they believe that their way is the way. But mm-hmm. honestly, really, they're just trying to survive. And right. that's the lesson that Mando ends up learning throughout the episode, right? Mm-hmm. He's like Baby Yoda learning about that miracle of life with the egg hatching. He sees Bo-Katan's way as its own miracle that has led to his people surviving, even if it's not the way he wants it to have happened. Mm. And that's really illustrated uh, every time they exchange this is the way. There's three times when they do it. Once in the saloon early on, uh, once when she changes the terms of the deal and, uh, you know, hopefully she doesn't change him any further mm-hmm. uh and then once more just right there at the near the end on the bridge but on that third instance that's when he finally responds with a kind of tolerating her her idea yeah, with his yeah. saying this is the way yeah and that's actually a huge moment it's like really quick but it's it's huge because that's maybe the most interesting that phrase has ever been yeah because even though he's saying this is the way he's actually saying Okay, fine. There are a couple of ways. Right, right, right. Right. I took that. I took that as a moment of kind of concession for him, like where he was like, "Yeah, for sure. Your way is also a way." Right. right. And then even further generalizing that, he's also agreeing. You know what? Whatever keeps you alive, that's the way. Right. Right. Anything there. And so then contrasting with that, but on the on the same coin, the other side, the the Titus Welliver character, mm. he's got this dogmatic allegiance to Moff Gideon yeah. and the remnants of the Empire. Right. They're the same thing, though, as Baby Yoda, as the Mandalorians. The Empire is gone. Right. And yet they are the last that remains. And they're going to grip onto this final branch that much harder for that reason. Mm. And that's what I meant at the beginning when I said that someone dying is suggesting that that's their at least their way for overall for them to survive to mm. fight another day the people who are so aligned with what's left of the empire that they'd rather die just to see it continue to live on hence that phrase long live the empire mm. right yeah so when these what's and then what's really interesting is just when those two sides finally come into conflict on on the ship it's interesting that mando's side technically has a victory there uh by putting aside his his own religious zealotry and mm. and working together and the empire side technically has a small defeat because they won't put aside their, right. their zealotry and so right. they, they go down but even though that's kind of like the win of the day in in a war of this where you, you call it a war of attrition right the side willing to suffer more losses usually ends up winning so that poses a really scary future for mando and bo-katan because mm. what do you do when your your main advantage you know your delusional willingness to throw hail marys on every single play is also shared by your opponent right and also that Death is a price that is worth paying for them for victory. Mm. But for for our side, for you know the good guy's side, if Baby Yoda dies, it's over. So this side is actually maybe even willing to lose a little more. Doesn't it's actually not like uh, boating very well for when these groups actually clash, which maybe will happen in a Siege of Mandalore Part Two kind of thing. Maybe. Mm. Mm, yes, I like that. Mm. I would be into that. I'd be very into that. Which side are you more like? Uh, I'm more like the fanatical, uh, refuse to uh, believe that any other uh, rules are, are are worth conforming to die at all costs side. That's me. That's great. Yeah. And then I'm um, an optimist. Yeah. 
I, I would say for me, the most important thing is to never admit failure, no matter how embarrassing it is. I would say publicly say that you've won even when you've lost. Not that, that we can correlate that to anything in the real world right now, but I would just say taking a firm stance that you've won total victory, even in the face of what is just logic in fact, uh, is a power move and makes you look like a big, strong man. Uh, which <laughs> speaking of being a big strong man, I want to talk to you about ExpressVPN, Philip. Uh, <laughs> Please, we, we all know a VPN protects your privacy and security online. Well, you more than most. Yeah, I mean, I look at some dark shit on here. I what well, yesterday I looked up: Do grub worms eat their young? Uh, and the fact of the matter is, it's hard to tell which are, uh, a full-grown grub worm from a baby grub worm. They all look about the same, uh, and they eat each other. It's one big grub worm eating festival. Anyway, that leads me to VPN. Uh, we know you could use VPN to unlock movies and shows that are only available in other countries. Damn you, Scotland. Uh, you can use ExpressVPN to binge Doctor Who on UK Netflix. It's so simple. Just fire up the ExpressVPN app, change your location to the old UK, refresh Netflix, and that's it. ExpressVPN hides your IP address and lets you control where you want sites to think you're located. For me, I'm constantly trying to get people to believe that I'm in beautiful Hawaii, vacationing on the beach, showing off my banging bod. Uh, well, here's your, your move. Why we never believe you is you turned on this Zoom call with this blue sheet behind you and you said, look, it's the ocean. Yes, that's true. Ah! You're, you're like <laughs> floating on it. <laughs> you can choose from almost 100 different countries, so just think about all the Netflix libraries you can go through. What's going on in uh, Finland right now? Maybe I'll watch an episode of The Finnish Offish. The Finnish Offish. The Finnish <laughs> Office. Bjork and Dorkin, Jim. Bjork and Dorkin, Dwight. Finnish you, Offish. Oh. Uh, or uh, you can watch some anime. Yes. Right? Uh, uh, in, in its original language. Yes. If you want to switch over to Japanese Netflix. Yes. Or... ExpressVPN works with any streaming service. Hulu, BBC iPlayer, YouTube. So you can watch new Rockstars videos like you live in France. Why not? Ha, ha, ha. Let's see the yeah. breakdown. The big man is breathing heavily again. I don't like it when he breathes so heavy. I want him to breathe a light. Shh. Shh, not this is a, a six-year-old French boy. Yes, <laughs> like just commenting. Also commenting first. Un, un, un. Yeah. There are. Where is my wine? <laughs> I want a baguette and wine. I am seven. <laughs> there are hundreds of VPNs out there, but the reason I use ExpressVPN to watch shows is it's ridiculously fast, and I'm a man who likes speed. There, ask anyone I've ever dated; it goes quickly. There's never any buffering or lag. You can stream in HD, no problem. ExpressVPN is compatible with all your devices: phones, media consoles, smart TVs, pagers. That's your sketches. Watch what you want on the go or on the big screen, wherever you are. If you visit my special link right now on ExpressVPN. Yeah, link. that's right. If you visit my special link right now on expressvpn.com slash Mandalorian, you get an extra three months of ExpressVPN for free. Support the show. Watch what you want. Protect yourself at expressvpn.com slash Mandalorian. Now, hell yes, so, ExpressVPN. That's right. We love you, ExpressVPN. I want to talk to you about something that uh, is very important to me, Philip. Sleep. Sleep can be hard Ooh. enough when you're staying up way past midnight to watch the latest Mandalorian episode 
the second it drops, 3 a.m. on the East Coast. You don't need to make it harder by sleeping on a saggy old mattress or a saggy old man. Helix Sleep has a two-minute quiz that matches your body type and sleep preferences to the perfect mattress for you. With Helix, you're getting a mattress that you know will be perfect for the way you sleep. Or How do you sleep, Tommy? I sleep like an angel on my Helix mattress, which I really do own. Uh, they have a oh, soft, wow. medium, and firm mattress. Mattress is great for cooling you down if you sleep hot like me. Lava, man, just eat the sheets up there's even a helix plus mattress for plus size folks like me but i own a regular helix mattress so i feel like i'm getting screwed helix call me and get your big boy a new big mattress uh <laughs> off-screen producer zach recently took the quiz and he failed miserably no i'm just kidding <laughs> yeah you, they didn't know you could get answers wrong <laughs> they, but. they he got a d minus but we did talk to the teacher and he bumped it up to <laughs> yeah. a c uh then we got matched with the helix midnight which is for big gangsters perfect for the side sleeper in need of some pressure point relief when you order the That's mattress what that guy needs yeah to. relief of its pressure points. Of its points. <laughs> when you <laughs> order the mattress that you're matched to, they ship it right to your door for free. No mattress store needed. Leave those guys out of it. The unboxing videos are pretty great too. Thanks to the viewers that have tagged us in those. We love to see it. Helix was awarded the number one best overall mattress pick of 2020 by GQ and Wired Magazine and also Tommy B Weekly, which says, I've never had sleep like I have had on my Helix mattress and I've owned mattresses from all the best brands. Just go to helixsleep.com slash Mandalorian Take their two-minute sleep quiz, and they'll match you to a customized mattress that will give you the best sleep of your life. Or if you're like me, not a lot of sleep, but certainly support. Ah, they have a 10-year warranty, which I'm going to burn through in two, and you get to try it out for 100 nights risk-free. They'll even pick it up if you don't love it, but let's face facts. If you have them pick up the mattress, it's because you're a person who's difficult to please. Uh, you're going to love it. You're Speaking gonna... of uh, people that Tommy sleeps with. Yeah. Uh, I don't know why they're so hard to please. They say they've never had this much trouble getting off before. And they're talking about the mattress. Because like yes. I said, it's so comfortable. It's so comfortable. Right. Exactly. Helix is offering up $200 off mattresses and orders and two free pillows. Those are pillows for our listeners at helixsleep.com slash Mandalorian. That's helixsleep.com slash Mandalorian. Philip. Speaking of pillow talk, yeah, let's funny you uh, let people in on what it's like when I uh, nuzzle you as we fall asleep. Well, you know, you Philip, it, it kind of just depends on how trimmed your beard is. If it's a big bushy beard, then it's kind of like sleeping in a bird's nest. But when you shave it real fine and coarse, it's like sleeping next to a uh, a Brillo sponge. That I know I'm getting clean, but I feel so dirty. Uh, mm -hmm. let's talk questions from the Mandalorian. We got our first- That's what I was actually trying to get us yeah, to get to. I know, but instead <laughs> I gave you the truth. We got our first mention of Ahsoka Tano. Bo-Katan said she was in the city of Caladan on the forest planet of Corvus, which as we have declared is where I became a man. That is a new location we've never heard of before in Star Wars. What's Ahsoka doing there? Do you think, Philip? So I think that she- well, there was like probably a search for Ezra at, at some point, but that would be a long time ago too. Mm. I think that honestly, she's probably living a not quite the hermit's life, uh, but don't you see her kind of like, I, there was a mention, um, one of the last times we saw her, there was mention of her uh, maybe like fixing up old ships. Mm. Don't you see her kind of having the like mechanic vibe yeah. or something or whatever? She's like and Andy Dufresne just, like, just on the beach fixing up, sanding a boat. But or, or but I think she kind of has like a a um, stable almost of like just like other uh, 
you know, people who don't want to talk about their past mm. that are also working on ships yeah. and people that, you know, maybe Mando's going to judge and she's going to be like, hey, that guy did something, whatever, blah, blah, yeah. but he's also like 15 She has like a crew now yeah. and they, they're like a mechanic crew. Yeah. And she does, she does this move at some point with a uh, towel. Yes. Oh, Which yeah. The old a- flick. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Maybe she's trying to kill a fly on your back. <laughs> she she <laughs> opens a bottle of coke with like just like doing something uh, that would be difficult. I don't yeah. know. You... And then uh, she kind of does this at one point. And she like and she's welding and she goes like, "What are you looking at?" <laughs> I thought I told you to beat it. I'm not going to be able yeah. to get rid of you, am I? Yeah. Uh, and I think I'm starting to confuse her with uh, is it Jennifer Beals in, <laughs> in Flash Dance? Dance? She's a steel town girl on a Saturday night, baby. Yeah, Let's do exactly. This. And she's like, she also has her welding helmet yeah. and he has his Mando helmet. And that oh means my god. We're gonna get a, a bucket of water dumped on her barely clothed body if we're lucky. Yeah, and she's gonna drown in that helmet. <laughs> but uh hey, if they're banging helmets, yeah. uh don't come uh, with your fishnets. Yeah, if these helmets are clanging, don't come a hanging. Uh, Bo Katan asked the Imperial officer where the Darksaber was. What do you think the story is behind her losing it during the purge? Who fing knows? Yeah. It's like so hard to yeah. figure this out because it's like, okay, this is the person who we figured if she ever lost it, she'd be dead. Right. So, and she's not. So mm. now it's like. It's not going to be like a game of poker. I right. I have no idea. Now, when when um, uh, Darth Maul lost it, he was severely injured. Right. Um, you know, so and he wasn't doing great. So it probably is something like that, where mm. it's like some moment where there's some battle, and she has to choose maybe uh, saving you know her her night owls or or going back for the saber kind of thing. Mm. And it's like mm-hmm. you know maybe it's that moment where it's just out of reach. And then, you know, they're like, we got to go. We got to go. Mm. And she's like, uh, uh, like, uh, like it, uh, uh, the last crusade. Jones. Let it go. Yeah, Indiana, exactly. let it go. Yeah. And then just that, you know, as it's falling away yeah. from her. Junior. Yeah. Oh, Sean Connery. Mm. R.I.P. R.I.P. to the man. Uh, yeah, I think you're right. I think it's going to be something that was like an impossible decision she had to make in order to survive or keep other people alive. Generally, yeah, how or- that goes. It'll be like me with my very first laptop where I'll suddenly go, oh, I left it on the bus. Uh, <laughs> or me the first time I bought uh, fishing tackle and put it right on the back of my dad's boat. And the second the boat took off, it fell into Lake Ontario and sunk to the bottom like a uh, treasure chest you buy at Kmart. Uh, you look at your dad and he says, well, go get it. <laughs> he was like, I think my dad was just so, it was such a disappointment and confused, beautifully intersecting where he was like, I've never been more like furious, but also just mystified at how stupid you are. Yeah. Uh, Mine, I, I was so poor. I'd saved up so much money to yeah. buy my first laptop. I was a college freshman. Yeah. And then I, I realized that as the bus was driving away yeah. and I was like, oh, I left it on the bus. And so I immediately called the number on the bus as I'm watching the bus uh, uh go away. Yeah. And I'm like, hey, I th- I left my, I can see the bus number. I left my bus on there. Uh, or my uh, my bus on your bus. I, I love my laptop on your bus. And then the operator's like, okay, we'll contact the person. And I'm watching the bus, like, yeah. head down the street. Uh, and then uh, she's like, okay, I'm putting you in your hold. And she comes back. The operator's like, we just talked to the driver. And they said, nope, there's no laptop on that bus. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah. I'm watching yeah, you're it. Like, I'm looking at the bus. Ay, 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 that's yeah. awful. 
Yeah. Uh, there was fishing tackle in there instead. Oh, come on. <laughs> well, now we can uh, we can go fishing together. We nope. learned more about Moff Gideon's Imperial group here. They have their own creed, long live the Empire. Mm -hmm. uh, what are they trying to accomplish? Is this part of Operation Cinder? Is this part of Palpatine's resurrection conspiracy? Is this something completely different? Well, it's 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 the idea of uh, when there's a vacuum of, of power, hmm. people rush to fill it, right? There's a yep. there's a void. I actually think okay, here's a, a, a hot take prediction. So I think it's slightly obvious, right? Moff Gideon is like, hey, the Emperor's gone. There's mm -hmm. room at the top, and and also, and so, so so is Vader. So he's taking these these zealots, and he's going to try to lead them. Mm. I actually think that we might see something similar happen on the Jedi side mm. because we we're now also in this time where we're like heading toward the um the new trilogy and the jedi are once again like nothing mm -hmm. in the new trilogy right? right um and so we have to go from the fact that they just saved the galaxy right to once again being totally in shambles we've learned from the mandalorian people that infighting can ruin the the whole culture and that lies will spring up about the truth that's uh kind of what i think is happening mm. uh well i'll get to that in a second but uh and so I think that's probably also going to happen within, you know, like Luke's kind of uh, sect mm -hmm. and all these different sects. Is mm -hmm. I think that uh, all these sects, uh, I think that there's going to be a little bit of a, a void of who actually is in charge. And he, here's my guess. I actually think it could be a cool movie uh, sp uh, spinoff off of the original trilogy is just Jedi versus Jedi. Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. That'd be great. All those sects just getting on top of each other. Yeah. Uh, so, okay, next question. What did Mando mean by calling Mandalore cursed? Did the Empire do something additional to wreck the planet and make it uninhabitable? And if that was Imperial propaganda, why are the Imperials lying about Mandalore? So this is kind of what I, yeah what I was just alluding to where I actually think that it probably is like double edged it's probably mm. it probably was propaganda from the empire right um to to try to essentially just keep the religious uh, Mandalorians from coming back and right. saying that right. it's worth going back there like think of if that's their holy land mm. and how many wars have been fought over holy land if instead you could convince those people as part of their uh, beliefs mm. that their holy land is now cursed yes then it's like you know maybe Maybe they'll actually back away because otherwise they're going to be the most aggressive about getting it back. Mm -hmm. At the same time, I wouldn't be surprised if that's actually also maybe uh, uh, Death Watch propaganda mm. that he's learned and was raised on because, again, of that Mandalorian infighting that's happened in their culture. They probably, instead of saying, hey, we up so bad mm. that now uh none of us are gonna are gonna have uh mm. mandalore and you know the empire's uh taking what they want let's pretend that it's cursed mm. and that that's really the issue and that anybody that goes there is doomed to repeat our failures yes. and not hey we should have calmed down and united as mandalorians because we do a lot better together right than apart Speaking of that, do you think the two branches of Mandalorian people, Bo-Katan's clan and Din Djarin's group, will come into conflict this season? Uh, yes, but I, I, I think that if we have, we have to take a look. I mean, also, uh, Din's group, like doesn't really exist that much right. so i think we're really talking about him right um but if we're taking at face value or helmet value what we learned at the end of this episode he is at least tolerant of this uh, this other way mm. and it's it's gonna be i do think it's gonna be honestly like a not a less funny version of kimmy schmidt yeah where he just has to like yeah realize that his beliefs are kind of the yeah. crazy ones right 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 and 
you know but but so there will be clashes and conflicts and that'll be interesting yeah. but like i said a second ago at the end of the day what they do have to learn is that what we have you know what what we have in common is our strength right let's bind together and take on uh Giancarlo Esposito right. and and what that will lead to is a season three where Pedro Pascal can be seen without his helmet on so if he if he starts to relax in those beliefs a little bit which I have a feeling <laughs> is something Disney plus would very much like I think it would be very funny if it's like, you know, it's like season three finale and he's kind of like tired and they're like, let's go get a meal together. And he's not sure if he can. Right. And then he finally goes, his hands go to the helmet. Yeah. And right before he takes off the helmet, yeah. suddenly he shrinks about a foot and a half. He's a lot smaller. Yeah. <laughs> the, the best car doesn't fit so well. Yeah. And he quickly takes it off. And he's like, oh. Uh, hair perfectly right. done. <laughs> yes. Wow. I would like every that. time, and then he puts it back on, and he's suddenly again a foot and a half taller. <laughs> yes. Completely different uh, energy. Absolutely. That's the the only way that should go. All right, we're yeah. gonna bring it home with a little segment we call "Man Do's and Man Don'ts," our corrections corner, where we quickly recap the theories and predictions from the past weeks we got oh so right, and the others we got dead wrong. So yeah, since I wasn't involved in coming up with this segment. I'm going to poke holes in it. Why is it called Mandus and Mandons? Oh, because I named it that uh, two seconds before we went on the air last week. I'm 100% sure that this sounds like it's going to be a men's lifestyle segment where yeah. it's like, yeah. a man bun is a man don't. A yeah. man do is getting enough sleep. Yeah. Well, maybe we could pronounce it Mandos and Mandons, but uh, if that will make you feel more comfortable. Either way, we suspected Sasha Banks could be playing the Mandalorian Sabine Wren, but no, 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 my friends. Her character's name is Koska Reed. So we got that stupid. Wrong. We got stupid. A, a big man do when Eric and others correctly projected that the reason Mando doesn't remove his helmet is that he belongs to a religious extremist branch of the Mandalorian people. And yeah, well, my mom guessed that too. Well, I don't know why I'm being an asshole. <laughs> I, I like that this that you're antagonizing this segment that we are just desperately that, trying to make work. Man, don't. <laughs> and the one where you just like you're like owning up to your mistakes. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you stupid idiot. How about that? Oh, I bet you feel real stupid admitting that mistake. And the liberal media will tell you this man don't, <laughs> but the real news will follow. We weren't so wrong. We talked about it. It reminds me real quick. Uh, uh, it reminds me. Of uh uh what is it? Is it Kevin on the office when um they're it's Michael and uh uh Holly are like kissing yes. and then Oscar has a problem with it and Oscar's like, Okay, go ahead and kiss and Kevin's like, I bet this is eating you up. Yeah. It's like I'm the one that told you told them to kiss. Yes. You can't take yeah. it, can you? Oh my god, yes, I love that episode. Uh <laughs> so we talked last week about why baby Yoda was so into those eggs, but in the videos last week, we didn't acknowledge that he was using the force to move the eggs. Yes. Idiot! That seemed to be the obvious interpretation, but we still think there's something deeper to baby yoda's connection to that species okay yeah that's our yeah. bad we also forgot that baby yoda like ate a whole frog in season one uh, yeah which is actually a living thing rather yeah. than an unfertilized right, egg which right. is you know i know you like fertilized eggs yeah. but the rest of us eat i only eat eggs fertilized eggs and boy are they delish quick also other nightmare story that i think i told on some other thing really quick when i was in fifth grade we all had to bring eggs in so we could like learn about cooking yeah. together and uh this one girl who were who lived on a farm was like shaming everybody from bringing store store brought <laughs> eggs and she was like mine is from an actual chicken and blah 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 and so the teacher made a big deal out of it yeah. so we all started to cook our eggs in this big 
pan and then she got to put hers in last and they cracked it and a little dead baby chicken oh no <laughs> right on top and oh. blood like like oh. cake got all of her eggs That's... and we had to throw the whole batch yeah, out and it I remember everybody screamed when they saw this little oh uh, god and that's how you create vegans everyone that is how yeah exactly. that is how 35 vegans are born all right <laughs> every minute <laughs> exactly. before we get out of here we want to remind you you can get this exclusive new rock stars this is the way shirt draping philip's chest uh and in this color in our new but, merch store but no 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 for the red that's gone which is a bummer for black, me because that's what i was gonna order back. uh but we have a lot of other options of shirts there that are super super cool and super super comfy so go to new rockstarsmerch.com and click on the shirt that you think would make you look better than you look naked. Uh, which is, for <laughs> yeah, me, all, all of them. Clothes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> for all of us. So that's it for this episode of Wookie Leaks. Follow me at Tommy Bechtel. Follow Philip at Philip Molina. Subscribe to New Rockstars on YouTube. Subscribe to Wookie Leaks wherever you get your podcasts. And leave us a nice rating and review. Mm. Eric will be back, we hope, uh, depending, on what <laughs> will, the, will. depending on what the judge says. Uh, no, he'll be back tomorrow with his Easter egg breakdown. And we'll leave you now with our favorite baby Yoda moment of the episode.